All right, psychology nerds, welcome to Psychology and Stuff, the podcast out of Phoenix Studios at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. We have a really fun episode coming up today with some great students, a few of whom you have heard from before on the show, talking about a beloved movie. But before we get into it, I want to thank you all for playing along with Psych Week a few weeks ago. We had several fun and exciting events that week, including our Psychology Spark sessions, the Psy Talks, four new podcasts, trivia, and more. All of it made possible through the support of Bell & Psychiatric Center, who provides top-quality inpatient, outpatient, and addiction treatment services for individuals from across the region. Now, if you missed Psych Week, it's okay because much of the programming will be or is already available online. You can find out by going to uwgb.edu slash psychweek and clicking on Psych Week Online. You can watch the side talks, the spark sections, few of the faculty video competitions, and more. And of course, you can follow us via the social media places by searching UWGB or Psych and Stuff. Okay, to our show, we have got three guests today. Two of them were on an episode during Psych Week, and the third got all sorts of shout-outs during the week for being amazing. First up, it's senior psychology major and regular co-host of the show, Taylor Gulbrand. Oh, I'm a regular yeah. co-host. This <laughs> is so fun. That's right. How's it going, Taylor? It's great. Well, good. So, uh, second, she was on an episode two weeks ago talking about her at the time, soon-to-be side talk. That side talk has come and gone, and it was incredible. Welcome, Roz Stoa. Hello. How's it going, Roz? Uh, good. Good. All right. Finally, I can't thank her enough for making sure all the things get done. She made the side talks actually happen. Senior psychology major, Paige Richardson. Hi. How's it going, Paige? Great. All right. So we are talking about one of my favorite kids' movies today, Inside Out. And so, Paige, I want to start with you because I want to say it was your idea to actually watch it and cover it on the show. Is that accurate? Perhaps, but that does sound like something that I would say. I thought so. So why do you like this movie? That sounded judgier than I wanted it to. (laughs) You can judge me. It's okay. I think it's because I'm a little bit of a nerd. I can say that. We're all a little bit nerdy here. And I like the little connections that are actually psychology related to the movie. And also I think it's kind of a happy, feel-good movie, but we'll talk about some other emotions in there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Thank you, Taylor. (laughs) Taylor, how about you? You also like this movie. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Um, I was right. I don't know. I I guess I just really like Disney movies, kids' movies, just like Paige said, those feel-good, happy movies, and it's really fun to have it connect to something I... I deal with as emotions, (laughs) um, but also learn about um, as a psych major. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I will say, I think that a lot of times kids' movies actually are are more successful at accomplishing their goals than other movies. You know, that that by and large, they do what you want them to do, that they're sort of pleasant, they're funny, they feel good. You know, they have like a nice little message built in or something like that. Um, And I think for me, this is a case of that. However, we do have a different take in the room. (laughs) Roz, I I think I'm quoting you when I say at one point, I hate that movie. (laughs) I did say that, yes. Yes. So so let's let's hear it. What are are some of the reasons you don't care for this movie? Um, You know, I really like Pixar. And in general, I love all of their movies. And this might be the only one that I don't love. Um, Does that include Cars 2? Because Cars 2 okay, was Cars pretty bad. Okay, Cars 2 was a little Cars, rough. Cars 2 but, didn't happen, uh, yes, okay? It was a little rough, but okay. I would still pick that over Inside Out. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's maybe just too many sad feelings in the movie or something. Ooh. I really like happiness, but 
um, yeah, was not a fan of that movie. All right. Okay, so we're going to get into it as we go. We're going <laughs> to um, <gonna> fight. <laughs> we're going to talk about the best and the worst uh, that Inside has to offer. But let's go uh, around the room a little bit. So what um, what are some of your favorite parts, some things that stand out? When you say there are little psychological things that you reference in it, what are they? I think one of there are lots of little small references that make me chuckle and laugh and relate to my intro psych days but we talk a lot about um like memory and i think they do a lot of interesting things with memory where they have long-term memories um and how at the end of the day they send them down to process in long term or um at the end of the day they get rid of the memories that aren't important they're kind of like the garbage men of the of the mind (laughs) um so interesting little connections like that i think are kind of fun and and make the movie more related to psychology in that way yeah the the premise of the memory dump that point was a little bit like it was simultaneously interesting and clever but also a little sad yeah it um, is and, yeah. and not just what's the name of the I don't want to guess what's Bing Bong Bing Bong okay I, I'm going to be honest and tell you that I ran through like three or four different options and none of them <laughs> I was sitting here and I was like Bobo no yep. no wrong series we've been uh, yeah we've been yeah no, I, yes, I thought, I was thinking Bobo for a second, yeah. and then I moved quickly on to Bilbo, but that's a different movie. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so Bing Bong, but but also just in general, the, the this might be a, you know, say more about where I am at in, in life right now, but, like, just the, the idea that memories just disappear that way is a bummer, right? I mean, it can sort of feel like a bummer. Except the triple dent gum commercial. Triple dent gum will make you smile. <laughs> I was waiting. Yes, I was hoping for that. I'm impressed that you actually, the the how that song goes is in my memory dump. It, so, yeah. yeah it is, I did lose it, but every time oh, I No, it, up, it, it keeps it's coming on in my head all day. Yep, yeah. you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Outstanding. How about you, Taylor? What are some of the things you liked? Yeah, similar to what Paige said, um, there's one little scene I just remembered where they're on the train of thought and um, Bing Bong like knocks over these two crates. One's labeled facts and one label- one's labeled opinions. Oh and he's like, I don't know where these go. This is fine. And it's just like, that made me laugh. But um, I don't know, just seeing like those, like what, five emotions? That's right. Yep. Yeah, counting is hard. Um, <laughs> But seeing them represented in Riley, but then also her parents, and seeing them universally throughout every character we meet, basically. Let's run through them quick. What are they? Help me remember. Joy. Joy. Sadness. Sadness. Anger. Fear. Oh, I didn't bring bring the little anger guy. Fear and disgust. Disgust, yeah. And the cast who voiced them all is great. Yes. I love Amy Poehler. That is also true. Yeah, who are, who's, okay. I can't remember who Fear is. Uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they are good. Um, yeah, and you know the the interesting thing is that those uh, the the that Ekman uh, was a consultant. Paul Ekman was a consultant on the movie. He's been a consultant on a lot of things. He's a, a um, including a show called Lie to Me. So he wrote a book called Telling Lies uh, a while back, and he's uh, he's a very well-known, probably the most well-known emotion researcher out there who was a consultant on this movie. And he's, in many ways, he authored one of the the early perspectives of emotion that, that describes having these primary or basic emotions. Um, interestingly, though, some of his work also adds a sixth one that refers, uh, that is surprise, which wasn't in the movie. And, and so 
I find myself sometimes wondering, like, how, yes, <laughs> what would that character have looked like in the movie? Like, what would, if there had been a surprise? Maybe their eyebrows permanently raised. Just right. Oh, They're yeah. both, like, open and excited. Like, would they be shaped sort of like an exclamation mark? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if, if you think about fear. Or an like, Yes. I like yes. It. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, I feel like fear, he's shaped sort of like a, like a, a neuron, if you think about oh. it. And sadness, her body shape is kind of like a teardrop. Like oh. sadness. Oh, I never yeah. made that connection. I'm Go good. Taylor. And, and right <laughs> disgust, if you look like, um, I don't know, just the shape of her body. Her head is bigger, so it just, it's like broccoli. And She makes me know. think of a Did pea. you, yeah, exactly. Did you <laughs> come up with sure. these? Or like a pea. A pea. Oh. No, I feel like I've seen these somewhere, and anger's okay. like a brick. Oh. oh yeah. When he's got the fire. That yeah. Yeah, the ink, yeah. Brick Have, on fire. And the colors kind of relate to green. Yeah. I don't know, potentially gross color red, angry yeah. blue, sad, yellow, maybe happy. Yeah. What am I forgetting? Purple. Fear is purple. I don't know. Purple's yeah. my uh, favorite color. Right, right. I sometimes like I get nervous, so it's probably the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, they definitely know that the, the color piece is definitely... <gasps> Joy could be a sun. Yeah, that's true. Or smiley faces. Are yes. Happy. Did you hear that they had to, so they had to re-edit scenes, or they didn't have to, but they chose to re-edit scenes to make them make sense in other cultures where broccoli really? isn't a yeah. thing that you're disgusted by. And so huh. so there's other versions where they... Different yeah. food. Yes. Can we watch one of those and then do a follow-up? <laughs> yes, we can, Roz. Sorry, Roz. You're going to have to <laughs> sit down and watch an alternative version. Um, Maybe you'll like that one better. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is interesting. I hadn't... Uh, we, we talked earlier today as we were preparing for this about how the characters looked and... In the fact that in the, the handful of times that we see character the the emotions in other people, they don't look the same as they mm-hmm. do in Riley's head, you know, and that they actually look more like the character. And we were hypothesizing what that meant. What did that mean? What did we, what conclusions did we come to? Um, I think we talked a little bit about how um, emotions kind of stabilize as you grow up. Um, I mean, Riley's kind of in this adolescent phase, and I know I went through this too, where your emotions are kind of all over the place, um, and you can see that obviously from the emotions in her head, but then you go to uh, her parents' emotions, and they're kind of just sitting at that council, just you know, pretty calmly talking about what's going on in life. And we talked a little bit about how I think the dad is controlled by anger, yeah. and the mom is controlled by sadness. Right. A couple of hypotheses about that. Um, like one of them was, that those could be kind of stereotyped yeah. a little bit. That, that is one of the, when I have criticisms of the movie, one of them is, is that that piece in particular felt pretty gendered to me. And that the mm-hmm. idea that, that because he's a man, then anger takes the wheel essentially. And that, you know, and, and that isn't necessarily the case in the, in the instance of the, of the movie. I mean, we have a pretty small end here, but that is one piece in that, um, and that the mom is more likely to feel sadness or that sadness is in charge, that that piece felt a little bit gendered to me. Um, but that's a relatively minor complaint, and it's also, to acknowledge, only a couple, because in the case of Riley, at least at that age, happiness is is the lead. Mm-hmm. And it's not consistent throughout, because I know <coughs> during the credits they show other characters and they're like people who are running their control board, and they're not mm-hmm. necessarily one emotion or 
is they're not quite so gendered. So we see that with her parents specifically, but mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure if that's throughout the movie or not. Right. I think in the pa- case of the parents, part of what was troubling to me is that when you didn't see that in their personalities when yeah. we saw them throughout the rest. It's not as though the right. dad was a super angry guy. I mean, that wasn't there. It was just in the that one scene, the dinner, the infamous dinner scene. It's not like you would think of the mom as being a super sad person mm-hmm. prior to that. Um, I think in some ways, too, as I've been thinking about this over the course of the day, that, that we start, if we really want to nitpick, and I do, because that's <laughs> the whole point of talking about it. Is Roz is excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, woo. So. It, it feels like at a certain point we're starting to deviate from emotions into personality. And, right. and then it starts to feel less like this is, that this movie is about emotions and more, and that's part because once you start talking about like, oh, this person has, you know, anger is sort of driving things, well, then you're really kind of describing them as having an angry personality more so than just emotions all uh, sort of running things together. I think you could, it's kind of an interesting debate and an interesting interaction because you could kind of say that in a lot of areas of psychology, it's not just one, you know, gr- category that's in charge of this it's always multiple things going on so you could right. you could con- connect those yep yeah I would agree um, and I think even even the concept of emotion is a relatively I mean a, a very difficult concept to define and part of it is you know how do you differentiate between and there's no answer to this but how do you differentiate between a feeling and a mood um, and, you know, which I think we, we argue are separate, or I would argue are separate, but they obviously overlap, that, that a mood is a pattern of emotions. But at a certain point, even that pattern of emotions becomes relatively stable and, and more of a, I mean, it's sort of like, so there's a disorder called persistent depressive disorder, and then and some people have sort of likened it to, well, maybe, maybe that's more of a personality disorder, right? Maybe there should be a depressive personality disorder instead of thinking of it as a mood disorder. Um, I think, I'm still thinking about how they look, Taylor. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's all right. It's also, if you notice the rest of them, mm-hmm. their hair matches like the rest of their body, whereas Joy, like... Mm-hmm. It's blue. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what an interesting... What an interesting yeah. choice, Pixar. <laughs> what, what were you thinking, Pixar? Mm-hmm. If you're listening, please uh, let us know. Yep. Please write us. That's, I think that's Joe Pixar, right? Isn't that Joe, Joe Pixar? Pixar? Please <laughs> let Jonathan us know. Jonathan Pixar. <laughs> Joe Pixar um, at uh, yeah. pixar.org. Yes. You know what's funny, by the way, just unrelated. So do you know the podcast Invisibilia? I've heard so of it. No. It's an NPR podcast, and right before this movie came out, they were talking about how they went through the naming of their podcast, and it's and they almost named their podcast Inside Out Ooh. because it's about like it, yeah. Yikes. And they decided not to because it was too. It, it sounded it made it sound too much like a kids' TV show. Oh, well, that's interesting. I know. And then this nice happened. move, Joe Pixar. Yes. <laughs> Joe Pixar knows what himself he's named. <laughs> Um, very good. So what um, other favorite parts I want to – I'm going to make Roz come up with a favorite oh, part. I mean, I still want to hear from you, Paige, but I um, – Well, we kind of touched on a little bit before the part about the parents' emotions, but I think the other part that I found actually quite significant when you think about it is when Joy is dragging sadness through all the memories and sadness is touching these memories. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's just kind of funny. They're all changing colors. But – 
I mean, that happens in real life, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be in a mood sometimes, and you can have these happy memories, and you'd be like, oh, my gosh, they're actually really sad. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe there's something sad that happened before them, or if you just view them in a different way, right. it turns really sad. So I think yeah. that's, like, a pretty significant part that a lot of people just look over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paige, you had a... You were about um, to say something. Sort of related. There's a scene when I think Bing Bong is crying, and then Joy is trying to distract or yeah. make him happy, and then Sadness kind of steps in and listens and says mm-hmm. something like, oh, wow, that must be really hard. And I think that's an interesting connection to coping and things like that. Yeah, I see. <clears throat> so this isn't my favorite moment, but I'm going to mention it now. And then I see this movie actually, I think it's more... I think it was intended to be instructive for kids. I think it's more instructive for parents, though, than it is for kids. I'm not sure that, I think in some ways it, it might actually be a little too sophisticated for mm-hmm. the age group that is th- that they're hoping it appeals to. Um, and I might be wrong on that. But it also, it does feel that it's really instructive for parents. And in a lot of ways, this last watching of it, um, I really felt like joy struck me as, is kind of a almost like a metaphor for for how people try to parent that they'll they just want their kids to be happy you know and so sad kid they try and throw all these like hey hey do this do this feel better feel better and that sometimes you know what parents need to do is is let kids be sad and just listen you know and um, or even, frankly, let kids be scared and just kind of help them deal with that fear instead of trying to tell them there's nothing to be scared of, you're okay, you know? Um, that, that it's okay to kind of let, um, to let kids just feel those things. Um, and that brings me to my favorite part of the movie is at the end when she comes back home after she's almost run away and the parents are so happy to see her or whatever and and joy gives way and lets sadness take control and she just starts like crying and telling them how and like much she misses her friends Mm -hmm. or whatever like i think it's a really powerful moment and a really like a really mature moment uh in the movie um i would agree (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) pages approval yes yeah, no, it it feels really uh, like super powerful, and and also like the way in which as you see the emotions, the the little memory spheres, whatever they're calling them, like changing color and becoming like I think at that point one of them rolls down mm-hmm. the core memory and rolls yeah. down mm-hmm. and it's yellow or multicolored. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also think kind of what we talked about earlier was that there's kind of almost like a societal pressure to just be happy and things like that, and so I think like parenting and also like just in general. Disc- like discussing and thinking about how we frame our emotions and how we should feel mm-hmm. or how we actually feel is really related. Yeah. You know, there, there were a bunch of movies that came out around this time that were sort of tied to um, feelings. So there was this. I'm, I know I'm missing a third one. There was also um, Trolls. I love Trolls. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And to me. Never seen it. Me neither. Trolls. I, I like Trolls a lot. Um, at least I did until my kids made me sing that. Uh, can't get up, not saying listen to that. Can't get, or the get up again, isn't that one? Yeah. The, which, don't get me wrong, I love Anna Kendrick, and so I'm on board I'm for, for hearing it. But I, heard, I heard that song so many times, and one time I said no, and he just laid down on the ground and started crying. I would too. <laughs> Did you I let him too. cry and I let did. him be sad? No, I was like, I'm going to play it again. 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, here it is, just listen. <laughs> um, no, it, it did strike me as hilarious, though, that, like, the song about coping <laughs> and my son right, I will get back up it. again. Yeah. <laughs> I think he did, but it took him a while. It's okay. Um, yeah, but that movie is actually a really, really, I think, subversive story about feelings and about happiness and mm-hmm. where it comes from, and um, that I, I think is really... Um, but it is really interesting, really strong. I'm curious. I'm trying. Oh, Angry Angry Birds was the other one that have you guys seen? Never seen no. that one either. Oh. It's actually another one that's a, a really interesting story about um, anger. And it, but it was interesting that all of these sort of came out around the same time and have pretty, I think, poignant, sophisticated messages about feelings. Um, that at least in a couple cases seem to resonate because I'm pretty sure they're making a Trolls too and oh, a um, and an Angry Birds too. So, least favorite parts. What didn't you like? <laughs> oh, Roz. Roz, let's hear Roz, you can go first. Um, we won't have all anything of it. left to say. Yeah. Okay, honestly, I was not a fan of the imaginary friend. What was his name? Bing, Bing Bong. Bing, Bing Bong. Or Bilbo. I was going to say, <laughs> depending on who. Billabong. I don't think that's <laughs> not even close. Not even close. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't like him at all. Okay. Um, do you want to hear everything I, I didn't like? Or like, <laughs> she's got a list. Say, is that good? Is that good? I feel bad saying this because Bing Bong is the thing that made everyone else cry. Yeah, everyone I else. I didn't, that wasn't crazy about either. Uh, I thought was, he was a little annoying. Well, was it because he was part yeah. dolphin? Is that what it was? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I just think, so the voice actor actually who plays him is someone who annoys me a little bit. Mm. And Maybe that's like, it. Yeah. He leads the like sadness and joy to make a lot of poor decisions as well. That's so that yes. also annoyed me. Like I know that that's part of movies, you know, make that tension. But I thought that he just kind of got on my nerves. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have imaginary friends when you were growing up? No. No. How about now? Do you have imaginary friends? We're now? not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't either, and I neither of my kids do, and so it didn't resonate with me at all. Mm. That like I don't actually even know anyone really who but I also know, I mean, I have friends whose kids have them, and they tell me that it was touching to them, but it just didn't, <laughs> that part didn't really work for me. I think, I mean, I think the reason why I liked that scene so much is, like, you got to see him, like, making these stupid choices and getting them into almost danger, but then as soon as he realizes, like, Riley's not going to go to the moon with me, and Riley needs my help to, like, get sadness and joy back to headquarters and then he sacrifices himself it's just it's touching for me that is touching i see that mm-hmm. yeah yeah anyways back to Roz. Uh, you want another reason yes yes another um, thing you didn't like i didn't like how the parents handled the whole situation i think Ooh. that's what ticks me yeah. off yeah. The terrible parents. they they didn't notice i don't know the time span of this like four it days a short week. yeah, yeah. yeah. So a which i guess is you should give them a little bit of credit because it is a pretty short time period but they didn't notice anything was wrong with Riley for the longest time. Right. And the mom even said something like, okay, Riley, like, you need to keep being happy. That's our happy yeah. little girl. Yeah. And that feeds into the whole thing that we were oh, just talking about right. parenting, but I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I didn't really like the, how they separated out the different, like, parts for, I guess it would be personality. It wasn't really emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't like that. Which was like friendship island. Yeah. yeah. Family island. Silly. Silly Goofball. island. Yeah. Which was Goofball. it's like okay yeah. that they were separated, but then like, it honestly it really broke my heart when they like broke down. Yeah. Right. I know. Is that even supported by a kind of theory or anything? Are you asking if we have islands? 
Yeah. <laughs> is there an island going on up there? What's what's going yeah. on? I guess I would think of. Okay, so if we're if we're like digging into the metaphor, I mean, the the, the notion that personality is stable is relatively, uh, or that I guess is relatively weak, right? Personality isn't quite as stable as we often think it is. Um, people tend to be influenced a lot by situations, hence the whole sort of person by by situation debate. I think part of it too is that in adolescence the personality is even less stable than it's going to be later on in life. I think I think where the, the metaphor really breaks down in the movie though is the idea that that they, it would come crumbling down completely because of this one experience yeah. or which so often happens. Yeah, you know, or so often happened in the movie. It was like one thing happened and therefore, mm-hmm. you know, whatever island broke down. I could see it going dark I can see like the point when the one that stands out is when her friend her best friend like has another friend over or whatever and she sees him that I could see how that would would you know where where Friendship Island might go dark for a little bit or something Mm -hmm. like that but just to go crashing down felt like what does that mean like you're never gonna have friends again (laughs) I'm not sure how the metaphor plays out at that point but yeah I, I would agree like that was one of those things that I think sort of I question how that fits into uh, the way we we think about personality. Paige, do you have least favorite parts? I think I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I thought the abstract thought room slash idea yeah. was weird and didn't really. F- I, mean, I don't know if it was supposed to be funny. I think it was a, another one of those create tension so that there is a resolution and we feel ha- and we feel mm-hmm. good at the end. But I thought it was very strange and weird. I'd be totally on board for someone editing that scene out of the movie and sending it to me. I I really. And sending it to you? Yeah, specifically. I don't want to do the work of editing oh. it out. <laughs> but I didn't, I really didn't care for that part either. Right. In fact, I'd, I'd forgotten all about it until the last time, until I rewatched it last week. And when I rewatched it, I was like, oh yeah, this was dumb at the time too. It's still kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How about you, Taylor? Um, I think just how Joy kept sadness just like in a corner she drew a chalk circle around her and <laughs> stuck her little toes in there and just made her just not be a part of Riley's emotions that yeah. was sad yeah it's <laughs> even it, it was mean you know it's like about like bullying like yeah. you don't get to be a part of our group right yeah like and even you know you can frame meanness in a nice way and it's still mean right mm-hmm. you know and, and the way she does that that, that scene yeah. where she's like oh we need you to read all these manuals about long term yeah. memory kind of like that came in handy though yeah, yeah you're right the manuals did I think the the scene I'm thinking of is when she's going to school and she's like okay you know fear come up with all the things that could go wrong today <laughs> yes. do this she didn't have a good job for anger there either but she at least pretended to but then she just drew the circle yeah. and said stay in the sadness circle it was just mean, you know, that, yeah. that I thought. But yeah. All right, what else? Anything, any other points where the movie goes astray? Any other points you like? The memory dump, because I'm pretty sure that we don't just forget. Yeah, we don't just have <laughs> a dump. In most cases, people don't just lose their memories. Our connections we, are just weaker. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know enough about where memory I, I don't know enough about memory in general and where it kind of goes astray if it's in the formation process or whatever I mean it is interesting that the number of stuff we 
don't, the number of things we don't actually remember that happened to us, but also thinking about how memories are changed. There's something going on outside no, if you hear the, the been, thumping. It's been freaking me out. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I'm going to assume it's a rodent in the walls. Oh, like a, that's a big one. <laughs> okay. I don't like that. If they can't hear it, this is going to be. That's all right. They'll <laughs> like it. Um, now, I think that there's, um, I, I do, I think the memory piece is interesting. And also, I mean, just the notion memories don't exist in nice little homes like that. <laughs> they yeah. They're connected. And yeah. It's a good reminder. Yes. Except the uh, triple dent gum. Oh, thank you. <laughs> coming back. How let's send that one up to headquarters. <laughs> Very good. Other stuff you liked as we finish up here. Things we should bring up, remind people of. Did you rewatch it for this? Yes. For the podcast, I mean. We watched it as a psychology department event. Yes, that's what yes. I thought. All right. And you were both there. Yes. Yeah. Roz, did you just rewatch I, it on yeah, your I own? Yeah, I just watched it on my own. Oh. I couldn't make the event. And you hate it, so you really did a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is yeah. our best intern. Thank you. <laughs> I watched it on a flight, and you know what happens <laughs> when I watch things on a flight? He's crying. I am touched by them. <laughs> and, and he cries. I did. It's I okay. Did. Yeah, no. I watched this one actually in like bits and pieces over mm -hmm. the course of the week. I didn't get it all in at once. So, was there a specific? part that made you cry the most it, it's the end it's that when one she, okay when she comes in and yeah like, yeah that part is i don't get everyone else gets touched by the bing bong sacrificing himself not everyone else many people do yeah i did not no it's at the end when she yeah that made me sad so is that the that's when she started crying and talked to her family yeah, yeah that also i yeah, yeah. A little, little tear little tear yeah. I think some of that is just like an empathy trigger. It's like when yeah. other people are crying. I agree. That. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was, it's a powerful moment. You know? yeah. Pixar movies haven't, by and large, made me cry. Remember, and not remember. By Coco. And large. By Coco and made me cry. Oh, Coco. Mama Coco. Taylor's crying right now. <laughs> yeah. No, Coco made me cry. Oof. I think uh, that might be it. We were talking about well, how people cry in Up yeah, in the up, beginning. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't know that I necessarily cried, but I felt sad. Yeah, I was sad. That's the only movie that makes me cry. Um, all right. Anything else as we finish up? What's your take-home, Paige? Take-home message from the movie. Um, it's important to feel emotion. All right. Very good. Very deep, in case yeah. you weren't certain about that before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Roz? Uh... <laughs> Still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding, Taylor. Uh, don't feel like you have to be happy all the time because you don't. Yes. Yes. To me, it's about the thing I like most about it is that it really speaks to the adaptive value of emotion better than any better than most things. You know, the idea that like there is adaptive value. There's a reason why we get scared. There's a reason mm -hmm. why we feel disgusted, and there's a reason why we get sad. And I think most people are are very aware of that in the context of emotions other than sadness, but sadness is where I think the movie does a really nice job of highlighting that for people. So that does it for this episode. Special thanks to our guests, Paige, Roz, and Taylor. Thank you very much for being on the show. Very cool. Thank, thank you for you. having yes. me. Um, all right, thank you all very much. I'm actually not sure what our next episode is going to be, so you'll have to hang tight. <laughs> However, between now and then, I want you to find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Psychology and Stuff. Go there for additional information about the podcast, ask questions, or even suggest an episode. 
I also want to thank our producer, Kate Farley, her intern, Preston Fisher, our podcast artist, Kimberly Bleese, and our fabulous intern, Shayla Warren, who also gave an amazing side talk a few weeks ago. Don't forget to check those out. Until then, keep being amazing. Bye.